Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello to everyone. Uh, This is Luke, and welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. It's been a long time since I did the last one. I've been away on holiday, but I'm back now. So, Happy New Year. I hope you had a great Christmas and a great New Year. Basically, in this podcast, I'm going to tell you about my holiday in Vietnam. Um, then I will do another podcast, which I will, I will upload later, and that will be loads of really useful language that you need for uh, communicating with people when you go traveling. Okay, so in this podcast, I'm just going to tell you about my Vietnam holiday, where I went, what I did, and what my thoughts and feelings were when I did it. So that's what you've got to look forward to in this podcast. Okay, now before I start talking about my holiday to Vietnam, um, I'd just like to tell you about uh, something else that uh, happened to me recently. I um, um, I recently bought on the internet um, something rather special from Japan. Um, now, as you know, in Japan um, they love robots, right? They love robots. They you know the, the big companies in Japan like Honda, for example, produce robots. Um, now there's a robot available on the internet for you to buy, uh, which um, is specifically designed uh, to help you practice English. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's, it's called the English Robot 3000 series, and um, I actually bought one of these robots on the internet um, just before Christmas, just before I went away on holiday, and I've just got him out of his box and set him up. Um, so. What I'm going to do now is, is I'm going to just talk to uh, English Robot. We're going to have a little conversation. And he's going to ask me some questions about my uh, holiday in Vietnam. But first of all, um, let's see. Uh, uh, let me just turn him on and then um, he can start. Um, hello. Hello, English Robot. Um, Hi, is this Luke? Yes, yes, this is, this is Luke. Um, sorry, can you just say my name again? Luke. Yeah, Luke. Okay, right, not bad, not bad. Um, so anyway, um, so, English Robot, hello, yeah. My name is English Robot 3000. Okay, great, uh, great English Robot 3000, it's very nice to meet you. I am here to communicate with you. Great, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to communicating with you uh, very much. I'm English Robot 3000. Yeah, I, I got the message, yeah, you're English Robot 3000. This is English Robot 3000. Great, great. Yeah, okay, fantastic. So, English Robot 3000, um, you know, uh, what have you got to say for yourself? Uh, What what would you like to talk about? May I please speak with Luke? Yeah, you're talking to Luke. Um, You you know, I've already told you that, you're talking to Luke, okay? What? Luke, you're talking to Luke now. What? Never mind, never mind. Um, So, 
so English robot. Yeah, thanks. I got the message. You're here to communicate uh, with me. All right, great. Okay, don't tell me to calm down, English robot. All right, I'm the native English speaker here. I, in fact, I'm an English teacher. All right, so don't tell me to calm down. You're just, you're not a very good communicator, to be honest. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll calm down. I'll calm down. Everything's okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So, um, let's see. So, English pod, um, English English robot three thousand. It is great to have you here. I really love your podcast. It's fantastic. You're much better than Mister Duncan. Well, thank thank you, thank you, English robot. That's very nice of you to uh, to say that. Um, so. So, can I ask you some questions? Yeah, yeah, sure. You can ask me some questions. What would you like to um, What would you like to talk about? I'd like to ask you about your holiday. Right, great. Yes, the holiday, the holiday. Um, okay, well, let's see. I mean, what, what's What would you like to ask me first? Where did you go? Um, well, I went to Vietnam. Um, it's just a country in Southeast Asia, Indochina. Uh, Vietnam, yeah. How long did you stay there in Vietnam? Um, I stayed there for just over two weeks, actually. Um, English robot, yeah, just a couple of, just a couple of weeks. Not not very long, really, considering I wanted to travel around the country. But it was long enough. It it was it was fine, really. Yeah. How was it? Did you have a good time, Luke? Yeah, it was great. I had a really good time, English robot. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, Really good time. Yeah, great. Who did you go with? Well, actually, English robot, I didn't I didn't go with anyone. Um, I went alone. Yeah, just on my own. Why did you go alone? Well, um, I went alone. Well, originally, uh, I was going to go with my cousin, uh, my cousin Ollie. Now, we usually travel together. We travel to, um, let's say, like uh, Canada and Japan and... Um, um, India and France together, um, so we usually travel together. And I, I was going to travel with him, but um, he got sick. He got uh, really sick. Actually, he picked up like this tropical disease in Africa, so he couldn't come. So I had to go on my uh, I had to go on my own. Um, I had to decide actually before I went if I wanted to go alone or if I just didn't want to go at all. But I decided that I should go, even if it was um, alone. Yeah. Did you feel lonely or scared? Well, I was worried that I was going to feel lonely um, traveling on my own. But then I thought, well, you know, there's probably lots and lots of other kind of tourists traveling through Vietnam and I'll be able to meet, um, you know, people out there. Um, so actually, I did meet a lot of people and I didn't really feel lonely. I felt lonely sometimes, um, for example, when... It was the evening, and I was eating dinner in a restaurant on my own, and I didn't have anyone to to eat dinner with. That that made me feel a bit lonely. But generally, um, it was it was all right, really. But I, I missed having someone there to share the experience with. Um, so yeah, but generally it was it was all right, even though I was on my own. Yeah. Was it difficult to get there? Well, I guess it's quite difficult to get there because. Um, you can't do. You can't make a direct flight from London to Vietnam, 
you have to kind of go via Bangkok or something. So yeah, the flight was quite difficult. Um, I mean, I had to fly from London to Qatar um, in the Middle East and then transfer to another flight from Qatar to Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. So overall, the flight was about 14 hours and I flew a long way, very long distance. Yeah, so very long flight. Did you watch any movies on the plane? Any movies? Yeah, I did watch a few movies on the plane. Um, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the movies were quite good. I watched Public Enemies with Johnny Depp. I thought that was quite a good film. Yeah, um, so I did, yeah, watched a few movies, yeah. So, what did you do? Can you tell US where you went and what you did there? I'd love to hear all about it, Luke. Please tell me more information. I am English Robot 3000. I am here to communicate with you. Let's communicate for 30 minutes. I like you. You are nice and handsome and funny. Let's be friends. I want to be friends with you. Is it possible for a human and a robot to be friends together? I hope so. Please tell me exactly what you did in Vietnam. I really want to know all the information. Please start talking now. Okay, I, I will start talking now. I think it's probably best, English robot, actually, if I do most of the talking. If you just... Um, Maybe just keep keep quiet um, for for a while now. Um, let's see. This is English Robot Three Thousand. Yeah, I've I've got that. I've got that English Robot Three Thousand. Okay. Okay. Right. Good. Okay. So um, so you want to know exactly what I did? Yes. Okay. Right. Good. Yes. Oh, right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. So exactly what I did in Vietnam. Yes. Yeah. Um. Was that? Yeah. I flew in. I flew into Ho Chi Minh City. Now that's the big, uh, I think it's the biggest city in Vietnam. It's not the capital city. The capital city is in the north uh, of the country. But I flew into Ho Chi Minh City. It used to be called Saigon, but then after the, the war, um, it was renamed Ho Chi Minh City. So flew into there and uh, I, I kind of landed at about 8 o'clock in the evening. And I was lucky enough to meet a couple of um, English guys in the airport, and they both lived in Vietnam um, they, and worked there. One of them was an engineer and one of them was a researcher of some kind. And so I was quite lucky to meet them and I, I started talking to them and they gave me lots of good advice on where I should go and what I should do. And they helped me to get a taxi from the airport to my hotel, which I'd already booked. And um, so, yeah, that was good because we shared the taxi and they, they gave me lots of advice and they wrote down some good places for me to go to um, in my notebook. And from the taxi windows, I kind of looked at the, the streets of Ho Chi Minh City at night. And quite an interesting place it is too. Lots and lots of scooters. Everybody rides around on scooters. Um, in fact, there are more scooters in Ho Chi Minh City than people, which is quite amazing. And I think one of the, the most common jobs in Ho Chi Minh City is scooter repairman. So really the city is completely dominated by scooters. Not many cars there, so it's mainly scooters. Um, and so that's quite crazy that just the number of scooters on the roads makes it very difficult for you to 
kind of um, walk around on foot in the city. And it seems that um, scooters have replaced walking. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of a crazy place. But I checked into my hotel and, um, you know, went, went down the road for um, some dinner. Had my dinner and a few beers. And because I had jet lag, uh, I was very tired. Jet lag means when uh, you've been flying, you've flown a long distance and you've flown between different time zones. And so, the, if, for example, when you land in, in a new country, your body clock is, is set at a different time to the, to the local time. So, for example, in, um, in Vietnam, it might have been 8 o'clock in the evening, but it felt like, um, you know, like the middle of the night for me. So it was difficult to get over the, the jet lag. Took me a few days to get to get over jet lag, but I got over it in the end. So the next day, I just um, kind of walked around Vietnam, uh, walk, walked around Ho Chi Minh City, and uh, just tried to cross the road and um, do all of the normal things that you do, but which are very different there. Now Vietnam's quite an interesting place because it's, I think it's still a developing country. Um, it. It's it's not you know it's not as developed as uh, you know for example England of course but it's still a developing country in many ways uh, the people live very basic very simple lives the economy is not very well developed um, you know their their um, their currency the Vietnamese dong is uh, very low in value compared to the pound or the euro or the dollar for example. Um, and um, but um, the place is developing very quickly. Um, the the city, Ho Chi Minh City, um, on it, it kind of has two levels. On one level, the kind of ground floor level, the street level, it's in some places it's still very kind of dusty and quite dirty. Um, the the streets are quite quite muddy in places. You know, there's a lot of um, just dirt on the street. Um, People do a lot of work in the streets. You get even people just sitting in the street. Um, it's not very well developed and not very clean. But at the same time, there are these very tall high-rise buildings. And so if you look up, you get brightly lit buildings and it looks a bit like Tokyo or something. So in, in, in a way, it is very developed and sophisticated. But on the street level, it's still like a developing country, a bit like India or something. Um, yeah, like I was saying, the currency is, is very cheap. So being from London, um, I felt actually quite rich. You feel like quite a rich person. And this is this has its advantages and its disadvantages. The advantages, of course, mean that everything is very cheap for you. But the disadvantage is that um, because you're effectively a rich man, you feel quite guilty um, it's a little bit confusing. For example, you feel like you should be giving people money because, you know, just a pound for you is worth a lot of money for them. So you feel like you should be giving them money. But people do ask you for money in the streets. Um, but you just say no because it's your instinct. And, for example, you're still very careful about paying the right amount of money for something, paying the right price. And there is a culture there of negotiating or haggling. And you still try to haggle or bargain or negotiate the, the cheapest price that you can pay, um, even though it's a very small amount of money. So that can be a little bit confusing. 
But basically, it's good because um, you you can get a very cheap holiday. Um, and I've you know I did some tourist things in Ho Chi Minh City. I saw some museums and I saw the the main tourist areas of the city. And it's a very very busy place. Um, to be honest, uh, um, it was a bit too busy for me. Just too many scooters riding around and very crowded and dusty. Um, but amazing place, absolutely amazing. Um, I also visited some of the places around Ho Chi Minh City. For example, the uh, Gucci Tunnels. Now that's a tunnel network um, about two or three hours away from Ho Chi Minh City. And that's where some of the, uh, the Viet Cong, the Vietnamese soldiers, um, who um, were representing the communist north, fighting against the, the South Vietnamese and the Americans. And they had an area um, between Cambodia and Ho Chi Minh City called Gucci. And they there fought against the South uh, Vietnamese and American forces um, by using this tunnel network, a system of tunnels. And this is a huge network of tunnels that went very deep underground. Some of them went about nine feet underground. And they were very small tunnels, too small for American soldiers to use just small enough, just big enough for the Vietnamese troops to use. So I saw them, um, and that was very interesting. And after a few days, I actually then flew north to Hanoi, which is the capital city of Vietnam, and um, spent a few days there. Now, compared to Ho Chi Minh City, um, Hanoi is still very, very busy and very crowded, and lots of scooters driving around and lots of noise. But the, the climate is a bit different. Ho Chi Minh City was very hot and humid. But uh, Hanoi is quite cool uh, in January and quite wet, quite rainy, uh, overcast, lots of grey cloud. So basically the, a typical day in Hanoi would be grey, cold um, and drizzling, like raining. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, so that wasn't great, but it, it was um, still a very interesting place and a different atmosphere. Um, fewer people speak English. Um, they, they seem to be less interested in you as a foreigner in Hanoi. And so it's quite a, a fascinating place. Plus, there's lots of kind of old communist architecture, lots of old communist buildings and things. Um, and as well as that, lots of French colonial architecture because the the French had a colony in Vietnam before the the American war there was a, a French colony there so lots of French buildings and I stayed there with a friend of mine called Nick who I used to work with at London School of English I stayed with him and we spent New Year's Eve together 
uh, drinking beer in the street and eating the local noodles called pho. This is kind of soup noodles that they eat in Vietnam. And we, we um, kind of drank the local beer and then ate the noodles in the street and um, took scooter taxis around the city and had a good time. And I also visited um, Ha Long Bay, which is about three or four hours away from Hanoi on the coast. And it's a World Heritage Site. It's one of the most impressive places in the world that you can visit. And it's a, a large coastal bay um, which has lots of islands in the sea. So you just take a boat out, of, out into the sea and there are lots of these very tall islands. And they're incredible looking. Uh, the local people say that uh, the whole area was created by a massive dragon which... Um, swam into the sea at that point and it dragged lots of rocks into the sea and created these incredible islands. And um, I stayed on a boat um, in Halong Bay overnight, which was an interesting experience. The boat that I, I slept in uh, wasn't very nice. Um, it had, uh, I think it had mice or rats on the boat, which was quite disgusting. The shower didn't work, um, but um, I was accompanied by a group of other tourists, um, some Germans, some Russians, French guys and some Israelis and we, we all had a good time on the boat together, drinking beer, playing cards and talking to each other and that was good fun. And so then after Halong Bay I went back to Hanoi and um, spent another evening with my friend Nick and then the next day I, I flew to um, another coastal city called Hue. And that's kind of the old ancient capital of Vietnam. And there's an old imperial city there, which is kind of an ancient old city. And there are these old buildings and temples there. And it's a beautiful place, actually. Different to Hanoi and, and Ho Chi Minh City. Very peaceful, not very touristy, quieter, smaller. The people are friendlier. The climate is much warmer and sunnier down there. So nice, good, sunny weather. And I rented a bicycle and I rode around the old imperial city looking at the old ruined buildings and taking photographs and getting uh, some sunshine and a suntan. And I even went to the beach. Um, I took a scooter taxi uh, about 15 kilometres to the beach and I sat, in, sat on the sand and read a book there alone. I was the only person on the beach. It felt very strange to be out there on my own, just looking out across the sea. It felt a bit like the end of the world or something. A uh, very interesting experience. And then uh, the scooter driver took me back uh, to my hotel um, and we rode while the sun went down so I could see the sunset. And we rode through the countryside, uh, across the paddy fields, uh, past rivers, um, and through little villages and really amazing to, to watch the Vietnamese countryside like that. It's a really beautiful place, absolutely beautiful. So I spent a couple of days in Hue and then I travelled, uh, let's see, I travelled by coach down to another town which is on the east coast of Vietnam and that was called Hoi An and I really loved Hoi An, I thought it was a beautiful place very peaceful, very kind of um, relaxing place, um, and it's about two or three kilometres from the from the beach. Um, but there's a river which runs through Hoi An, and um, 
there are lots of really nice shops and cafes and restaurants and bars and um, the riverside is, is beautiful. There's a very lovely river which runs through and you get these old boats that go up and down the river and um, old ladies who, who run the boats um, will take you on a boat trip um, up and down the river and there are lots of really delicious restaurants that serve fantastic local food and you can sit outside the restaurants and look at the river and just um, enjoy a very relaxed, peaceful atmosphere. It's fantastic. Um, also in, in Hoi An, it's famous for tailors. Now, tailors are people who, who make clothes. They usually make suits or dresses. And so uh, there are lots of tailors in Hoi An. And so I actually went into a tailor there and I had two suits made. Um, so they measured my body and then they, they made two very, very nice suits for me. Uh, one of them is, is a, a nice black business suit, which I can wear to work. And it fits perfectly. It's fantastic. And the other one uh, is actually a white suit. And it's, it's really beautiful, uh, white cotton suit. And that's, that looks fantastic. I don't know when I'm going to wear it, but it looks really great. It would be great for parties or maybe sort of um, entertainment events or something. A really great white suit. And they were both very cheap as well to, to, to make. And they, they made them overnight. So the next day they were ready. And that was great. So I spent a few days in Hoi An and really enjoyed it there. Lovely place. Then I took the train um, south to a place called Na Trang. Now the train journey was fascinating because um, it was nine hours long and it went all the way down the coast, the east coast, down to Na Trang. So there were fantastic, beautiful views of uh, the Vietnam countryside uh, from the windows and I took lots of photos. It's really beautiful, absolutely beautiful place. Although when I looked at the countryside, sometimes it made me think of like Vietnam War movies that I'd seen on, on TV. Um, I expect that um, a lot of people think that when they go there. But despite that, the country is beautiful in its own right. And I think that it's, it's managing to now uh, go beyond um, the image that it used to have, which was a kind of war zone. And now it's, it's a really spectacular, beautiful... Um, interesting, exciting uh, holiday destination. In fact, the tourist industry in Vietnam, I think, is the biggest industry there. And most of its economy um, gets its money from tourism. In fact, I mean, there are lots and lots of tourists there. I mean, it's, it's great. Um, so, yeah, the train journey was interesting. And um, the train was, was comfortable, but quite dirty. Um, like I did notice a few cockroaches on the train and that wasn't very nice. Plus the toilets were quite disgusting and smelly and uh, the food was awful on the train. And uh, stupidly I ate some of the food and uh, it wasn't very good. I had a few beers as well to just help me relax. But I did have a slightly bad stomach for a couple of days after my train journey. I shouldn't have eaten the, the food on the train. Um, and I met a few Australian people on the train and we, we sat together and talked and had some beers and things and that was good fun. Um, and then we arrived in Natrang 
And Natrang is a beachside town, uh, kind of a beach resort. And it's quite touristy, um, really quite touristy. But it's, it's a good beach, good long beach, and you can lie on the sand and just get a suntan. And I did that for a day. And on another day, I took a boat ride out um, into the sea. And there are some islands out there. And the boat ride was really, really good fun. I had a great time on the boat. And I met lots of other people. Some English people, a few English girls. It was great, actually, to, to meet some English girls again. Because I hadn't spoken to any girls from England for a few weeks. And so it was good to meet some English girls. And they were really nice and very gorgeous and beautiful and um, that was good fun to talk to them and some Australian guys and some German guys as well and we swam in the sea and we um, ate some delicious seafood and just had a really really good time uh, on the boat and drank beer on the boat and got suntans and everything so that was really good fun um, and um, after Natrang I then took a long coach journey back to uh, Hano, uh, back to Ho Chi Minh City via another town called Dalat. I didn't stay in Dalat very long, but eventually I got back to Ho Chi Minh City after about two and a half weeks, and then I flew back to London via um, Qatar again. And I was very lucky to be able to land in Gatwick Airport in London because it had been snowing a lot, and there was a lot of snow on the runway. And the day before I arrived, um, the airport was closed. And then the day after I arrived, the airport was closed again. So luckily enough, I managed to, to land on the, the only clear day. Um, and so I had a really great holiday. Um, basically, the impressions I got there were that um, the people are friendly. Um, most of them speak some basic English, especially in the main cities. Um, they're, they're, they're very, the economy is very quickly developing and I definitely get the impression that the people are very, very happy to take your money as a tourist. And that, you know, that's kind of um, understandable because they are just trying to make a living. But at the same time, sometimes it feels like they just want your money, which um, can be a little bit unfriendly. But, but it's only a small complaint. Um, it's actually a very friendly place. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's it. I mean, there are other issues involved. Whenever you go on holiday to a developing country, like somewhere like Vietnam or, or maybe India, it's really impossible to, um, not to think about all of the economic and cultural issues, that, like the fact that your currency is worth a lot more, that my economy... And the in infrastructure in my company is a, in, in my country is a lot more developed than it is in the developing country, and you know it makes you think about what is the effect of my travelling to that country. Does it have any bad effects? I mean, it it affects the economy a lot. You could say that tourism kind of destroys the local culture because the local culture just becomes, let's see, it just changes in order to just make money from tourism. You get a kind of Disney, Disneyization, right? Disneyfication kind of thing. Everything becomes like a, a sort of Disney version of 
of itself, just in order to sell um, the country to you. So wherever you go, for example, you get lots of gift shops that sell you merchandise that looks like traditional Vietnamese stuff. Um, a lot of the old Vietnamese areas um, just become tourist areas. So it's, it, it's a bit like Dis the, the sort of Vietnam area in Disneyland. Um, it feels a bit like that. Um, but nevertheless, a really great place. Some beautiful landscapes, beautiful scenery, and um, definitely, um, definitely a great place to go on holiday. Yeah. So, would you go back there again? Sorry, sorry, could you say that again? So, would you go back there again? Would I go back there again? Um, yeah, I think I would go back there again because now I know where the good places are and what the good places are to the, what the good things are to do. I think if I went back there again, I would probably visit um, other countries in the area like Cambodia and, and Laos and maybe Thailand. I think I'd like to visit those areas too. And I'd, I'd probably go back there with my cousin Ollie. Um, uh, you know, I'd like to bring him there so that he can see the country too, because he would really like to, to see it. Would you recommend it to other people? Would I recommend it to other people? Yeah, I would recommend it. I'd definitely recommend the places on the east coast, like Hue, Hoi An, and Nha Trang. I think they're the best parts of uh, Vietnam. Yeah, definitely. Was it expensive? Um, no, it wasn't expensive, no. It was very affordable. I mean, I did a lot of things. I did lots of travelling. Um, I saw lots of things. I ate a lot of the food um, and did lots of tourist things. So it wasn't really expensive at all, actually. Yeah. So that's it. That's my kind of little Vietnam holiday experience. Um, I hope you found that interesting. English robot. Did, did you enjoy that? Yeah. Thanks for talking to me, Luke. I love you. You are my friend. Your English is very good. I wish I could speak like you. My pronunciation is very bad. Please give me advice. I love you. I am English Robot 3000. Do you love me? Nobody loves me because I am a computer. I am lonely. Goodbye, Luke. I am English Robot 3000. Goodbye, everyone. Have a nice day. Thanks, English Robot 3000. Um, it's nice to talk to you. Um, you know, I don't worry. Don't worry about your English too much, English Robot 2000. Okay. It's not that bad. I mean, sure, your your intonation and your pronunciation uh, are not very good, really. Right. But um, don't worry about it. You've got very good vocabulary, and your grammar is 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 excellent. Yes. Uh, it's you know, so don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. Good. So. Um, and I'll give you some. I'll give you some advice um, about it. About it later on. Okay. When. When. Sorry. When. when yes. Um. I don't know. We'll 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 make a we'll make an arrangement. When. When. When will we make an arrangement? Yes. I don't know. We'll, I'll talk about it to you later. Okay. Okay. Right. Cool. All right. So, you, can you could you just like switch off now? Okay. I'll I'll, I'll speak to you later. Just stop, okay? All right, thanks, English Robot 3000. It's It was great to talk to you. Uh, goodbye, okay? Goodbye, all right. Okay, he's, he's, um, he's switched himself off now. Um, 
Right, so yeah, that's that's the end of this um, this Vietnam podcast. Just a chance for me to explain um, what I did on my holiday. Um, now, the next podcast, which I will upload, will be very useful for you in terms of the language content because I will teach you lots of really useful questions and statements which you can use when you go traveling. Because when you're traveling in places like Vietnam, it's very common that you meet other people, other travelers, and the universal language is English. And there are a set of questions that people always ask each other. Now, on my on my holiday, I met people from Australia, America, Canada, England, Germany, France, um, Russia, Israel, um, New Zealand, all kinds of places. And of course, we all spoke English. And everyone always asks the same questions. Things like, so, where are you from? How long have you been here? Where have you been so far? All those sorts of things. So the next podcast will be all about those useful questions which you can ask each other when you go travelling on holiday. That's it for this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and I will speak to you again soon. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. To see photos from my Vietnam holiday, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.